Hey everyone, welcome to Inspiring Women Revolution. And just a reminder, we support incredible women on this show and also shine a spotlight on the amazing men as well. And we share our stories and we express our journeys all in the hopes to connect with you. And I'm really excited for my next guest. His name is Dane Bachman, and I'm going to read this because it's very specific. <laughs> uh, Dane actually is a licensed clinical social worker and gender development therapist for the LGBTQ plus community. His counseling office is called Twin Peaks Counseling, and he is located in Derby, Connecticut. So really, really thrilled to have this beautiful open conversation about human beings and love and support and what people go through and how we all come out on the end. So I'm super excited. Stay tuned for just a sec for Dane. Dane, hi, welcome to Inspiring Women Revolution. So happy to have you here and to support not only what I'm doing, but I love being able to support what you're doing. So welcome. Thank you so much. As I just explained to everybody what you do, I'd love for you to give an idea a little bit more in detail because we're at a time right now for sure where the conversation we're about to have is like front burning storyline on the news media and everywhere. So my journey with you today is to find the love and the human aspect of everything that um, life brings us. I would love for you to share exactly what you do and all the people that you help. Sure. Let's find the love. Um, yes. <laughs> so I am a business owner of a small private practice in Connecticut. Um, I have 11 or 12 clinicians with me. I think there's 12 of us in total. Um, we all have different um, specialties. My specialty is working with the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and as a trans man working with the transgender individuals that I work with, um, you know, I'm able to help them a lot more than a regular therapist um, that's not trained in it. So they're getting somebody that's trained in gender and also that has gone through the process that they're going through. So, Amazing. yeah. And through my work um, in therapy, I decided, you know, we're all going through a lot of the same things, my clients, myself, um, my colleagues that are, are transgender. So I was like, let me get my story out there. Um, I didn't know what that was going to look like <laughs> because now it's my clients were going to see my book. Mm -hmm. So in therapy, you know, I don't reveal anything about myself really. Um, so I had to think about that pretty hard. It's like, okay, do I really want my clients to know the in-depth of Dane and right. everything that I went through? And, you know, after a lot of soul searching, I was like, you know what? It could only help, right? And I'm so glad that I wrote the book because it brought my working with my transgender clients to another level. Mm -hmm. We were able to go so much deeper because now they see me as a real person, right? I mean, not just a therapist sitting across from them. Yes. 
Yes. And your book too, it's she, he, me, right? He, me. Yes. She, he, me. And where can we get that book? To, so I can share that now. Sure. You could get that on Amazon. Okay, and great. Also available in Audible. Wonderful. Your experience now as, you know, what I feel as a, as a life coach. So as a life coach, we share a lot of, of things, right? On and off. Typically when I'm speaking with someone, we don't share our personal journeys, but off when it's my time, I get to share my journey because I believe when we share, um, we're giving someone very much like this podcast, we're allowing someone to feel as if thankfully they're not alone. And it doesn't matter how many people are going through it. You still feel through whatever it is you're going through could be anything yes. that you're, you're just not alone on this journey. And I feel that the more people talk about it, the more access you have to your own thoughts and who you are as a person. Absolutely. And so those of you listening, Dane and I had the pleasure of, of having a dinner together and just speaking about just the humans being a human, what it means to be a human being and your, what your journey has been like for you and maybe not so easy, maybe some pretty painful here and there. <laughs> um, yeah. So when you were going through your thought process, really as a, as a person, just deciding that I need to do something for myself, I need to, to start this change. I need to talk about it. I need to communicate with somebody who might understand what I'm going through. What, how, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? What time frame were you when this really started to happen? You started to contemplate this. Sure. So as far back as I can remember, I knew that I felt different. Um, and what that different was, I wasn't quite sure. I just knew that I did not fit in wherever I went. Um, and then, you know, going to grammar school and in kindergarten, I think they tell you, you know, getting the boys line and the girls line. And I was like, where do I even fit in? Like, mm. I, I just didn't. Um, so, you know, kindergarten through eighth grade in a Catholic, on top of it all, Catholic grammar school. Um, it was painful. I was alone. Um, you know, I didn't have the best um relationship with my parents, my family. Um, and, and that's all talked about in the book. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just felt alone on this deserted island. And, you know, I asked myself a lot, you know, what is wrong with me? Um, you know, I see other, I saw other people with their families and what a great relationship they had. Um, and that was foreign to me. Um, and you know, they knew who they were, um, and them knowing who they were was foreign to me, you know, fast forward to high school, you know, I still didn't see anybody that was like me until one day I saw two women in the hallway and I was like, huh, they, they're acting like they're in a relationship, um, and that was the closest thing to what I felt, you know, two women being together. Um, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I must be lesbian. And I lived that life from high school up until I was 40. 
So that's a real long time. Um, yeah. And I jumped from relationship to relationship because I wasn't happy with me. I didn't even know me. Um, and again, because I was relationship to relationship, I was like, what's wrong with me? These relationships aren't working. So, you know, now the childhood stuff is coming in into the relationships. And um, it wasn't until I met my partner now um, that I was able to be my true self, my true authentic self. Um, it was amazing. You know, the first, one of the first things I said was, can we go shopping? And they were like, absolutely. I'm like, you don't understand. I want to go shopping in the men's department. And they were like, awesome, let's go. And, uh, you know, um, that was the first thing to like break the ice. Um, and I, you know, I was reading books along the way and I found Chaz Bono's book. Um, and that was my lifesaver. Um, it was at that point I was, I finally knew that piece of me that was missing and and I was able to put words to who I was mm -hmm. and it made so much sense um and I mean I read his book a couple times and there were so many things that him and I had in common um and I think I read it a couple times because I couldn't believe I finally knew who and what I was um and, you know, it took off from there. I was able to share parts of the book with my partner. And, you know, I was deathly afraid that my partner was going to leave because, I mean, that's like dropping a bomb. <laughs> um, yeah. And the one thing that they said to me was, you're not hurting anybody. And you have the heart the size of Texas. And I love you. And why do we need labels? Yeah. We're, yes. And I know we talked about that too, is uh, especially right now, I feel like everything is just such a line drawn everywhere, you know? And, and uh, again, a part of the reason I, I wanted to start doing what I was doing was because I felt like, gosh, and maybe it is more of a social media thing that's created that. Cause I do feel like there are such incredible people in this world. Um, but social media is such a, it has such a leading aspect to everything that we do on a daily basis. And I really wanted to bring this, we need to start erasing those a little bit again. And remember that human beings are human beings. And we always, you always see us come out in our best when there's a war, something tragic happens, or really those are kind of the two biggest things it's tragedy and war and then we become the most amazing humans we possibly can and it doesn't matter if who you are what race you are what choices we make personally when it comes to a partner those are all erased yeah. and i really what i really love talking with you about and you sharing your beautiful story is you know, I have a beautiful story too. And it doesn't matter what our choice was that now we've connected and we've made a connection and we share these beautiful conversations together and we have these big hearts and we want to give more. And I, that's, that's the lines that I'd like to blur <laughs> when it comes to the label. Yes, for sure. Right.
and really get, and it's just, it's a very much going back to the sixties the, the and the seventies when it started to come out, gay and lesbians were coming out. We're going through the same thing again. Yeah. When we really should, don't you all remember what the hardship that we went through the last time? This, this shouldn't be any different. We are people and we're human. And I, I love that you shared the difficulty of your story. And I really do encourage people to please get your book because, and I'll make sure it's in the notes too. <laughs> and we'll, we'll share all that information for sure. Because um, again, it, it, it shouldn't matter if you're in transition or not. It's, it's, it's just understanding someone else, taking the time to understand someone else. Right. And I yeah. think that's the biggest issue. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, you just mentioned like, the 60s and 70s, right? Um, I grew up in a household where my father was so prejudiced. And, you know, so carrying that with me, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> you know? Right. Because right. um, I well, heard all these de derogatory things growing up. And you do, and, you, and, and that's, you know, when we have the conversation about allowing all those old thoughts, all those former thoughts, I wrote a very short blog about it too, as well as how we beat ourselves up. We beat ourselves up at an age now, for instance, I'm sure there's still things in your head that you still go, oh, could be about your father, could be this, but there's, there's sentences that stay in our thoughts, right? And for we sense. don't even realize that we're beating ourselves up over somebody, what somebody else said about us. But I think we're in a day, Dane, don't you think, where now the talking about it and sharing is, is, it should now be exciting, not hard and sad. Yes. So when you share with your clients, when you're working through these, you know, whatever it might be in these transitions. So for someone listening, what, what do I do? How do I say, how do I, and, and also not to be defensive, but to go about your transition in a, a very respectful and almost graceful way right. for yourself. For your, for yourself, for your heart, you know? Yeah. So there's a few ways that I like want to answer this. Um, so working with um, my clients and some of them are really young. So I'm working with parents as well. Um, a whole other level. <laughs> um, so, you know, the child knows who they are. The parent is fighting with them that they do not know. Um, so it's, you know, I try and tell them, maybe they're not. I believe that they are, but let's go with maybe they're not. Um, meet them where they're at right now. You know, use the pronouns that they want you to use. I mean, what harm is that gonna do? So it's, a lot of these kids, and, and I could identify with what I'm going to say right now, you know, these kids are suicidal. Um, the parents don't look at it as if I don't listen, I could lose my child. Um, and I was suicidal for a long time. Um, thank God, thank God I didn't because I wouldn't be able to share my gift to the people that I share it with. Um, so I'm very grateful that I didn't act on those feelings. Absolutely. I'm grateful too, <laughs> that you're still here. And, and I think that's the hardest thing for parents. And I was, you know, that was gonna be my 
one of my questions for you is, you know, we, I know parents until a child is 18, right? Would you suggest to a parent, especially if a child at 15, 16, 17 wants to transition physically, what would you share with a parent if that's okay to ask? Sure. So I'm just going to go back a little bit younger. Um, So before a child goes through puberty, they could, um, their parents, if they're willing, they could take the kid to the doctor, an endocrinologist, preferably, um, and their child, before they start puberty, could go on a hormone suppressant. So that right there could save that child so much pain in the future. Um, So that suppressant is going to stop the puberty right where it is until the kid, the parents are on the same page um, and they want to start the transition. Um, So say I was, I don't know, 11, um, and I knew that I wanted to transition, um, I would go on this hormone suppressant. The puberty stops right where it's at. I could figure myself out, figure things out. And then when I come off the suppressant, the hormone suppressant, I won if I wasn't going to transition, if I decided, you know what, it's not for me. I'm not going to medically transition. My puberty would pick up right where it was going to be. And it would be, it would just take off at that point. Um, If I was on the hormone suppressant and I knew that, yes, this is my journey and I'm going to follow it no matter what. When I got off the suppressant, I would automatically go into taking testosterone. So now I didn't develop breasts, just say. Um, So that's a surgery that's not gonna be needed later down the road. Um, And, you know, it's a lot of talking to the parents about that. they don't see it that like that depth. Granted, I, I totally get that they're going through a grieving process and and their children, their children, so they don't understand. But you know, we have to give parents that grace as well because they're grieving. It's a loss. Mm-hmm. It's not what they thought. Um, so it's difficult. I don't know if I answered your question or not. No, I wanted to wait till you were finished. Um, but I, I think that's a, that's a wonderful family decision um, because at least it gives, and you're right, it gives the, the parents the opportunity to process and the child at that young of an age, yeah. because even I don't, I don't understand, well, I understand it now having a conversation with you. But before that, understanding from a child's point of view, and any anybody that's gay or lesbian that uh, my friends have said, always said, when I was young, this is, I knew it when I was five, when I was eight, it was the first time. I, and, and, and there isn't anyone I've talked to that hasn't felt that way, you know, I, I, to, I'm, to help parents, and this is good for parents right now who are listening, who, you know, would go, I, I just, I'm not grasping it, is to find that therapist or those or someone or even if you do zooms I don't know if you do zooms so you can do them all around the world right (laughs) 
um, to get a better understanding of how you can transition your emotions with your child. And I think that's, that's what I would really feel for parents and the support of your child. So that way you go, okay, so when you're 18 and 19 years old and you're not, maybe you have parents that are like under this house, I'm sure under the, under my rules, you're not going to be able to do it. But when you leave here, then we'll talk about, you know, because there's still people that are, that were just, we're still got one leg in when our parents grew up at this, in this generation and one leg trying to go, well, that's me. Well, I don't have so much one leg in the old, old ways, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, but a lot of people do, they're still stuck in this is not right. This is not right. Does not commute, compute, you know, but just giving um, families an understand, a better way to understand and not have to just go, why are these, why do we have to run to surgery? And why do we have to do this? And it gives parents these heart palpitations, you know, yeah. and just let's just all breathe and just take it one step at a time, read, understand, listen to podcasts and you drew, you know, you have to, transition your thoughts to a loving place is what I really feel like. Yeah, for sure. And not a defensive place of, you know, my child is this, or my child is that. And I, I, and I really do believe that. So I'm, I'm so much about family and communication with my own child. We talk all the time. I talk about if she has transgender in her school and how she feels about it and what she could do to be a better person and a friend to be like, and, and to understand, well, she'll say it some mom, sometimes I make a mistake and I accidentally say the wrong, you know, pronoun or whatever, who they are. And I said, well, that's okay. I said, because you need time. Right. So don't get upset too at too upset at yourself, allow yourself, you know, and, and even say, you know, I'm just going to throw out a name, making up names, but like, you know, uh, Charlie, I'm, uh, I'm so sorry. I'm just, I'm, I'm learning too, you know, or something simple that makes it not uncomfortable for everybody. So that way everyone goes, okay, you know, we're okay. We're all okay. We're going to be okay. (laughs) And you know, with what you just said, I, well, I'm trans. I work with the population every day. Um, and I make mistakes. Yes. I'm human. Yes. And all I could do is apologize to the person sitting in front of me and keep it moving. Yeah. You know, it happens. Yeah. And you know what? It's probably going to happen again. It, it, absolutely. And, and, and that is, we just, we will make those mistakes and, and real, but really, I always feel like too, you know, when you're always coming from a caring, loving place, it's not going to come across as offensive. Right. There's yeah. And you could tell the difference. Right. You can tell when someone's, you know, out to hurt and and not. And and that's 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 the defining line. I often wonder if we've learned our lessons at all in history. Right. As we keep circling backwards and forgetting that we're so much better than how we behave a lot of the times. Yes. I think these conversations, these honest conversations really help because, you know, again, someone might get mad at me for having this conversation going, are you, you don't know what you're talking about, but I just merely want, I want to be part of the understanding and understanding a community that it, it doesn't matter if who, who we are, we're together and we should be doing great things in the world. And that's what I feel like you're doing Dane too. Thank you. 
yeah, we all should be doing it. Yeah. And you help an incredible amount of people. And I think that this is a, it's a time in everyone's life where I really suggest if you have a family out there or you, you want to connect with Zane, this is a great time to do it because there's no time like the present. Absolutely. You know, to, it's okay not to know. It's okay not to understand. I used to be so afraid to ask questions. Why not ask so that I can better help? And, you know, and I believe in our conversation over dinner, I was like, please ask me anything because, Mm -hmm. you know, you want to learn and you're coming from a genuine place. And if I could help you, that's a win because you're going to turn around and and you're going to help somebody else that may be struggling. You may be the first person somebody tells that they're trans. Yeah, absolutely. It could be one of my daughter's friends. It could be. And that's where I go. You know, I, I like to be the house that, that my daughter wants to bring her friends to. I want, I like the, um, now that the pandemic is (laughs) mellowed out, you know, I want, I want to be that open space for her friends for that, because it's not easy to always talk to your parents. And I think I had friends growing up whose parents I absolutely loved that I wouldn't say anything to my parents about but I would go to them and then we could have a conversation. And then that adult would talk to my parents and it's a different conversation than if I went to them, not really understanding what I was trying to say. I do have to ask one of the pressing questions that I know is been a big deal. Um, but when it comes to uh, you know, sports and the transgender sports, what is your feeling on male bodied transgenders in female sports? and vice versa. We're people. We should be able to play the sport that as the person that we identify with. I think, and I could be wrong, but I think that, you know, say a, a male that, that transitions and now is a transgender woman, you know, they, they're on female hormones, and so their body changes as well. Um, so they're losing a lot of their muscle that they had as a strong man. It's different now. Um, and I don't think people see it from that, that perspective. Um, but I think we should be able to play in any sport with who we identify with. I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's an it's a, it's an interesting scientific subject right now. I think that is, you know, weighing heavy on a lot of probably the female because of the the we, we've been fighting for women's rights for so long. Yeah, and so the transition is also, you know, it's I can see the uncomfortableness. I see I can see that, you know, physically still there is still some attributes that females don't have bigger shoulders, broader things that make it a little easier. So it is going to be one of those conversations that are going to need to be continued on that aspect of things. Um, Yeah. Because I, I, you know, I can hear both sides of the story. I I understand both sides of the story, you know, and, and it's, it is in all fairness, something that again, we need to figure out how to work um, on this because it is now it is, it's here and we, it's, this is life. This is our life. And like anything in history, we've got to find a way 
to make it work and to, you know, braid it together so that there is a, of everyone has the voice and, and it does get balanced and figuring that out. So, but it's, it's, it's ongoing. Let's just say that it'll be an ongoing conversation to, uh, to keep going. So. I mean, I um, think another ongoing conversation would be, you know, the restrooms, right? Yeah. 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 You know, and there's, there's, those are another one. And what would you, well, what would, what would a solution be? What do you think a, a good solution would be, Dane? I mean, since we're talking about it. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, I know it's terrifying for the transgender person to go into a restroom. I can tell you that every time I go into a restroom, I'm fearful because what if I'm clocked? What's going to happen? That's a no terrible way. way to feel to go to the, just to go use the restroom. Yes. <clears throat> and you know, what's interesting because you, you, you hear it the other side too, or if you have a daughter, if it's vice versa, if a daughter is, your daughter's going to the restroom and then, uh, you know, the opposite male bodied at the, or it could be in transition is going into right. the bathroom and you hear that side of the story. So it's the fear base that I think, again, when we go into our mindset that yes, un unfortunately there are some not so wonderful people out there. All right. There's right. some bad eggs, bad actors. Um, but I think on the grand scheme of things, there are, there are much more better people in this world than there aren't. But the fact that you say that, that you still have fears of going to the restroom, yeah. you know, that's awful. And that makes my heart really sad. And so, you know, would the, would it, and you don't want to label it. So it's, you know, men, women, and transgender, right? Right. <laughs> right. You know, is it families and open or, I don't know, I'm literally just throwing words out right now. I really don't know. Like well, the Target family. has a family bathroom, right? Yeah. So you go into the family bathroom if you're 12 and you go into the adult, you don't have to name it adult. That's not the word I'm expecting to use, but you know, so that, that it's, that people, everyone feels safe. That is the huge issue here. So Dane, our job here is to unblur the lines and yes. make everyone feel safe. So we should definitely do another pod, uh, podcast and YouTube uh, episode, because I think that what would really be great if you, as you're listening and watching is to come, I would love to hear your suggestions and ideas and Dane and I can get back together and come back on and list some of these solutions, maybe some of these questions, because this should be an ongoing conversation, not just this one time, obviously yeah. with us, especially. Will we be right? Will we be wrong? Who knows? We're, we're really not here to offend anybody. We're fear. And this is what I feel like we're missing right now in the world is we're not, we're, we're so busy drawing lines that we're not helping anyone especially with what, like, that just, again, it's going to sit with me for a while is not being able to use the restroom without fear of something happening. And so that, that's, that's something where we go, who's got some great ideas. I'd love to hear it. I really, really would. Yeah. And how do we start sharing that with people going, Hey, that's a really great idea. That is a really beautiful solution. And so, um, I love this Dane. I, I, I think that this is a great start you know, you and I will, will powwow some more. And again, please write in some questions to us. You can, 
you can email Dane and your twinpeaks.com, right? Your uh, yes, www. Your website. Twinpeaks.com. Yes. Twinpeaks.com. Twinpeaks.com. Again, this will be all in the notes. If you want to reach out to Dane specifically and, and then, you know, if you have ideas, please, please shout him out. Dane, thank you so much for sharing. And don't forget to, oh, and your book. Don't forget to buy the book. Buy the <laughs> book, She, He, Me. I am going to read the book and as well. So I, I too can continuously be better informed um, on how to help blur those lines a little bit. Uh, Dane, anything else, anything else for our listeners that I missed that you might want to share? I think what we talked about is good for today. And I would definitely, you know, love to do another talk with you. You know, if people have suggestions, absolutely. Um, yeah. Cause there's going to be, there's, there's going to be some hard questions, I'm sure. And even again, sure. even people who aren't transitioning just want to know, I think that that's the harder one. Yes. You know, I'm sure there's like, well, when do you know? What do you say to someone? How do you adjust? I mean, I'm sure there's tons of things. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I really wanted just for people to hear your journey and what you do and how you help people, because that is this is a good this is the start of, you know, something bigger and, and bringing humanity and communities together. So definitely. Thanks, Dane. Thank you so much, Ari. OK, so in the next few weeks, Dane will be back. All right, everybody, thank you so much for watching and listening to Inspiring Women Revolution. Please, please, please rate and review this. If you are on YouTube, uh, just give me a thumbs up. Remember, I don't like thumbs down, so just a thumbs up. Uh, And rate and review on Apple um, Podcasts or Spotify. So thank you so much, everybody. Bye.